Hello and welcome to Carpooling with Adam. I'm uh, just got my phone on my lap driving home from work and I think about a lot of different things and just want to record my thoughts. Why? Because I think everyone's going to find them interesting. No, but because talking them out loud helps me maybe refine them, maybe listening to myself say something helps me poke holes in it and find where my reasoning is flawed or maybe where it's sound or maybe where I have good ideas or good points. Uh, I used to carpool a lot and so I had other people to bounce ideas off of and we had always had good discussions on the way home from work as we kind of decompressed and talked about things, different topics that came up at work or often didn't necessarily come up at work but we read an article or listened to a podcast or saw something else that spurred a good discussion. So that's what I want to do is continue that and um, I don't carpool with anybody currently so it'll just be me most of the time if not all the time because <laughs> you know I don't have any famous guests or anything lined up so uh, anyway so here's why I wanted to do this and what I want my thoughts and things to be centered around. I'm not going to give an introduction on this podcast is always going to cover such and such topics because that will not be the case. As with any carpool discussion, it could go anywhere. I'm going to try and avoid political stuff because there's enough of that nonsense out there and I don't know that I have anything worthwhile to contribute there or improve that discussion anyway. So I'm going to leave that alone. But mainly what I'm going to talk about is I work in software. I'm not necessarily a software engineer or developer. I did a little bit of that in the past, but still very closely tied to software teams and development teams and the process. But also uh, business topics in general are fair game. Um, management practices, uh, the current state of corporate America and maybe how I think that contributes to um, economies and business climates on a macro level and maybe on a micro level as well. Um, all kinds of things in that area is probably what I'll talk about because that's what I spend most of my time thinking about on the drive home from work anyway. So I figure why not keep it true to, to that thing. So here's my take. Just as kind of a large overall perspective, here's where Adam's coming from. So hopefully that gives you some context and helps what I'm saying make more sense. Uh, I'm contextual, so it's gonna help me maybe frame, frame my thoughts and the words I say um, a lot better and hopefully it helps me make more sense. Um, so I first got into software Oh, while I was in college, I guess, a little, so quite a few years ago. And here's what I found, what attracted me to software and technology. I'm not a tech nerd by any means. I don't buy a lot of gadgets. I don't, um, my kids have to show me how to work the TV remote sometimes. So as far as hands-on technology, that's not what, and, and daily life usage isn't necessarily what I like about software and technology. I have a smartphone, but I don't necessarily, I'm not an app hound, and I'm not 
itching to try the next app or the next big thing. Um, but when I realized, because at the time I had a job that was very paperwork centric, right? And it was my job to drive around to all the different customers I had in a given territory in the state where I live. And I had to hand deliver or pick up paperwork from them or documents. Um, I had to have conversations with them in person, um, all in the sake of transacting business in a very specific area, right? When I learned that business transactions were starting to happen electronically and that you could electronically send an order form or receive an order from a customer, send an order to your supplier to get you the supplies, and that all these interchanges that were usually over the phone or even in email at the time or in person, or you had to fly out there and meet with them to sort out all these details, the fact that business was now happening in many cases electronically and the fact that I had a trunk full of documents and paperwork that I was always shuffling and shifting around that now could all be done online and transmitted electronically, I thought that was pretty exciting. Because why? The part of the problem was I was, most of my time in that, in that job was handling paperwork and all that administrative stuff and not really focused on how am I helping my customers, what can I help, what can I do to help make their their work day better or easier or streamline a process in some way. I've always been very efficiency minded. What's the quickest, best way to do this um, with the most minimalized waste? That's just how I think naturally anyways. Very analytical, very methodical thinker is how I would describe myself. So it was frustrating to me to spend all this time making phone calls, handing documents, sitting there waiting for people to fill them out and then taking them back and then sticking them in a pouch or interoffice mail. Or I just thought, man, the value add activities are so overrun by all this administrative hands-on stuff. Now, if that could all be done electronically and streamlined, wow, just think of what I can, I can actually have conversations with customers about what kind of services would you like to see from me and and I'm actually going to have time to do those on a day-to-day basis rather than all this administrative running around. So that was uh, was amazing to me that we could streamline and simplify and make things more efficient. Right? So I was in love with the idea of what technology could enable and empower people to do. What I've watched happen, though, is not necessarily the dream or vision that I've had for how technology would impact us and shape the business world. And I get it, right? If you look at human nature, and let's take the Powerball lottery. The lottery is a good example, and I'm going to keep with that analogy for a bit here. But you look at the dynamics of, of the lottery, right? And you have a lottery, and people tons of people buy tickets, right? And tons of people buy lots of tickets. Why? Because they want that huge payout. All you got to do is slap some dollars down and you have your chance. You have your possibility of your wildest dreams and everything you can imagine financially being made possible. So people are in love with that idea. 
what's the sad truth about the lottery? The odds are so ridiculously not in your favor, right? And how many people actually win? Not very many, obviously, or the odds would be better than they are, okay? And people get excited when the dollar amount gets higher, but do your odds get any better? No, right? So it's these next to impossible odds, yet how much do people spend on lottery tickets every year? Whether or not you think that's a morally good thing or whatever, I, that's not the conversation uh, I'm, I want to have I'm, and the point I'm trying to get across. But obviously that's a human tendency. That's part of, of the, the human experience, right? So what we've seen happen, and I think this has always been the case in business, is people want to win the lottery in business, right? Uh, especially, it's really easy to point fingers at technology. Everyone wants to be the next Facebook. They want to be the next Twitter. They want to be the next Google. They want to be the next Apple, right? Well, if you've ever heard anything from DHH on this topic, who's one of my favorite people to listen to and read his stuff, you're still playing the lottery, and the odds of winning the lottery are still ridiculously low. But what if there's all this middle ground, right? There's the people who win the lottery... And then there's everybody else. Do I have to win the lottery to have a meaningful existence and provide a meaningful existence for my family? Well, the answer is obviously no. And I actually have a better chance of making something else besides the lottery happen. So why not focus there, right? But still, all the hype and all the jazz and all of the Silicon Valley machine as well as many other people trying to replicate that same thing all over uh, the nation and the world. Everybody's trying to win the lottery. So instead of technology having as broad and as beneficial of an impact on us and our world as it could, we're chasing the next social media app. Oh, where can we, what's the next biggest thing that we can hurry and get the lottery, the big advertising dollars, interested so we can, so we can win that game? Well, that's cool, but does everything have to be a social media app? Is that the only value there is to mobile technology? I get it. That's a huge thing for, for marketing and advertising in that space. Makes sense. But a huge amount of money's going there and not going to these other places where the impact could be more broad, maybe more deep, maybe more substantial. So that's the space that I'm interested in exploring. It's taking a step out of the lottery game and the lottery culture. And I think there's a lot of toxic side effects that come along with that that I can maybe go into later in other episodes. But I want to step out of that game <coughs> excuse me, and look at things on a more realistic micro level of I'm not interested in changing the world. I'm not interested in changing the political landscape. Uh, I do want a better life for me and my family and maybe my friends and closest people around me. And so that's what I want to chase and that's where I want to focus and 
hopefully, I see this starting to happen in the modern business world. A lot of companies out there championing this kind of a cause, not chasing the big acquisition or the big IPO, um, setting all the hype and stuff around that aside, but still having meaningful, influential, and in lots of cases as well, lucrative success, right? That is more attainable, more accessible, and frankly, more realistic, and for me, would be more personally satisfying. So why not chase that? And I want to see the people who are chasing those kinds of objectives and goals, more and more of them succeed. And that should be more commonplace. For example, remote work, right? There's a lot of benefits of people being able to work from home or work from anywhere for that matter. Um, it's still a, a still a hard sell with most companies, which is kind of weird. But people are hanging on to some long-standing traditions and some status quo ideas and mentalities about things, and some illusions of control that really are, are a lot of a lot of false assumptions and pretenses that just just don't pan out. But the fact that I have to get in a car. And, you know, many of you have it worse than me, so I'm not trying to, uh, not going for a pity story here. But I see stupid stuff on the roads every day. My drive to and from work is dependent upon the weather, the mental state of other drivers, uh, all these factors out of my control. And it's a good chunk of my day every day that I'm just sitting in the car and trying to find ways to pass the time and be safe where I could really use that time much better elsewhere where I would have say over what I do with that time and increase my health, happiness and, and, and well-being um, probably tenfold. Why can't we start considering and enabling those things, right? Why can't those be viable options and so when you see job postings when I see these job postings for uh, positions where you can work remotely thousands of people apply for them and probably in some cases tens of thousands so there's obviously the demand and the interest on the part of folks looking for this and understanding what a value and benefit that would be um, not just to them but to others uh, so I want the odds to shift so that you don't have a chance of one in one in 20,000 of being in a situation like that. Again, the, the odds need to shift the other way and be in favor of more in favor of more people. And let's stop hanging on to these traditional ideas that, that, it's getting less and less easy to make such a hard business case for and the benefits are just increasing um, consistently and rapidly so that's what I'm about that's the kind of stuff I'm going to be talking about um, if you find it interesting cool I'd love to have you listen and I'm probably going to recommend other people that are worth listening and reading to that have influenced me a lot and helped improve my awareness and my understanding um, 
of the current situation and how we got there and maybe what are some good ideas on how we can move forward from here and stop chasing lotteries and making tangible worthwhile improvements and progress so uh, this is my first chance it's gonna be sloppy it's gonna be horrible I coughed I had a brain fart um, but I want this to be real and authentic. You can probably hear my AC blowing in the background a little bit. I'm not going to studio this up. I'm not going to doctor it up because if I got to do that, I've just taken on a part-time or full-time job and I'm not interested in doing that because that would be kind of a, a conflict of what I'm really trying to achieve here. So, <coughs> there we go. Time to end before the coughs become cons constant because I'm talking too much. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.